The Golden Valley's 95.3 Triple M. Well, folks, you know how much I love my music, and there's only one thing that gets me more excited than music itself. It's thinking about the ladies who have played a huge part in my music journey, whether I'm talking about Missy Higgins, Tina Arena, Ella Hooper, Kylie Minogue, Kate Sobrano, Denny Hines, Chrissy Amphlett, Susie Demarchi, or even my good friend Sarah McLeod. Women have always had a big voice. But is it being heard properly? And certainly in the world that we live in now, this is very much under the microscope, of course, across all industry sectors and the world and culture in general. Two ladies that have taken this one step further and made an amazing documentary called Her Sound, Her Story. Uh, Claudia Sangiori Dalmore and Michelle Grace Hunter. I hope I've pronounced those names correctly. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close? <laughs> yes, well done. Well done. Okay, all right, well, I get, I get a pass mark then. <laughs> Very good. Now, in fact, they join me on the phone from our Melbourne studios and Michelle is in fact a Shepparton resident or pre Previously, have I got that right? Yes, I grew up in Shepparton. I've um I've been in Melbourne for about twenty years now, but that my family's still there. So shout out to the Italias. Shout out to the Italias. <laughs> Some fond memories where you would have been. You would have spent a few nights at the Aussie, or maybe uh, that was more the Sherbourne back then. Ah, the yes. Sherbourne Terrace. Yes, <laughs> Sherbourne a very Terrace. very popular establishment here. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, what else? I mean, there's oh, some of the wineries around here, no doubt. You might have uh, yep. you might have gone to a few of the. Uh, was it the Bullion Bar as well? The Deck, all these it places. Might have been a bit before my time. I think oh. those two, but. Um, um, I'm just, yeah, I, the Aussie was definitely around. For Pinkies? Sure. Was that around? Pinkie, Pinkies was before my time, but ah, yes. <laughs> very good. Oh, very good. Well, we can talk about Shep Nightlife all we want later <laughs> on, but let's let's talk about this story. As I set it up, Claudia and Michelle, I want to I really firstly get um, your insight into, into how this all came about. How did it start? Now, is this a conversational piece? Is it observational or is it a statement? Um, it's probably a statement now, but it definitely was observational originally. Um, I work in the music industry. I'm a music photographer. I've been working in the industry for almost a decade and uh, had just noticed um, the huge, glaringly obvious gender disparity, not only in the, the scene that I was originally in, which was the hip-hop scene, but um, across all of the landscape of the music industry. So um, I kind of decided to do something, I, I guess, about it to discover why that is. And um, originally it was just going to be a photo series because I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realised pretty quickly that the conversation is a little bit larger than what I could represent through photos. So that was when I asked my friend Claudia to come on board and tag along to all the photo shoots and, and do an interview as well um, as why we're doing the, the photo shoots as well. So that's, that's kind of where it started and um, we didn't really – know what we were embarking on at the time and it, it kind of grew over the next four years essentially. Why do you think it is, and I'll direct this uh, question to you Claudia and of course um, Michelle, free, feel free to jump in. There are so many talented women in music, there's, there's no question about that and I've just reeled off some of the biggest names in the industry. Based on talent alone, uh, which it should be, why do you feel that women aren't getting the same, um, uh, the same, the same level of, of respect or recognition or awards uh, or positions in the industry uh, that they should be getting? I guess there's, there's sort of two. There's ma- many reasons, but the, the main two I think of is uh, at, at this present moment still. Uh, you know, women are, are being referred to as the woman in music rather than just being spoken about as the artist and their name and their identity and what it is that they do. So I think the gender is still at the forefront of the conversation rather than the artistry. Mm. And then if we retreat back, I think, to where a lot of the problems begin for the individual on their own is to do with confidence and that lack of confidence, you know, when they're 
maybe in in school in higher education where it sort of gets to that point where you have to make that leap of confidence and really trust in yourself and we're finding that you know young girls or uh, young women are just dropping off and it's it's just not the same it's not the same experience for them they're they're obviously facing the barriers and they're getting put off rather than just you know seeing it through and and those barriers obviously are different for them as well. And so the ones that do actually break through uh, are the ones that you named, those really successful women. So it's not to say that women can't break through those barriers. It's just the number of women are less. So those confidence issues really do rock um, young girls and women, usually in their early 20s. So you see a, a pretty marked drop off from what a studying music to then a, a, a pr- um following through to actually produce and make music. So, yeah, that's one of the things that we talk about. There's a few different issues, but that's that's one of the, um, I guess, obvious main issues that happens at the start of someone's career. Do you think that uh, with all those uh, key factors that you mentioned, do you, think, do you think young women particularly are scared to enter the industry? Uh, they're scared of, I guess, uh, you know, certain men out there, the boys club, as you referred to um, in, in, the, um, in the short piece that I saw, uh, the mm. trailer. Do, do you think that's still very apparent? It's becoming less and less apparent, but I think one thing that people um, maybe forget is that like there's there's so much um, more when it comes to being a woman uh, and how they present in the world, and that that is also attached to their art and their music. So it's also what they look like, what they're wearing, all these things that are not often discussed with men, and and then you add in that with your social media and people that can just you know literally attack people and all of that stuff comes into play so yeah if there definitely would be a fear in when someone's putting themselves out and their art out there their music out there because all of that stuff ties into it so yeah um, I mean I'd hope that it wasn't a fear but I think that um, it would definitely play into the confidence that we were talking about before mm. I don't want to go into, I don't want to name a specific genre, uh, but I keep my eyes and ears to the ground quite a lot uh, with the music industry. And as I said, I don't want to name genres specifically, but I feel that in certain areas of music, women are pressured uh, to over-sexualize their performances, um, if, if that makes sense. I yep. feel that that's, you know, particularly add social media, add marketing on top of it. Even if you've got a great song as a woman, and again, this is just an observation, uh, I feel that if you've got the looks, the body to back it up, that'll get you more over the line. And that's becoming a more, it's a very it's a very real factor that, that I don't agree with in any sort of way. Um, how do we how do we stop that? I mean, is it too late or is it, you know, just the way, it's just the way it goes? I mean, I, I, I'm really trying to work out how we can lose yeah. that. I think this is also an interesting conversation because you you're dealing with what um, we're just going off what what by which we see. So we're mm. we're watching a woman, you know, maybe maybe within her sexual power, and it's 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 who's making the d- decisions behind mm. her that I think is is the more interesting conversation. Is it the woman herself? Mm. If it is, then, then she great. should be allowed to do whatever it is that she wants to do. If it's somebody else putting her in that position to sell records, to make money, Hmm. then it's totally questionable. And I think you're, you're working in the modes of like a, I guess an older mentality. Mm. Would you agree, Mish? Yeah, totally agree. And you definitely do see it in different genres. And that's probably because those genres are seen through the lens of often the male gaze. So it's like, what's going to sell in that particular genre when there's a lot of, um, of that audience. But, um, I think you're seeing now, especially in, I think, pop genres, um, a lot of that's really changing. If you take, for example, someone like Billie Eilish is one of the most successful pop stars in the world at the moment. And she's completely removing all of that, that sexuality and, and sexual, um, 
dressing or anything like that from her music and it's actually really working and people are um, really celebrating the fact that she's um, an incredible artist in her own right. So I think you, you're going to start um, seeing that change. And, and But like Claudia said, if the decision's being made by the woman and she wants to be um, celebrated in that way, that's totally fine. But if, if it's being pushed from somewhere else, then it's probably a bit problematic. Absolutely agree. Can, can I jump on the other side of the fence? And you may have just touched on this, but of course, you know, there are lots of very confident women out there uh, in, in all industries and of course in music. Is there anything wrong with using your sexuality? Like you said, if you're happy to do it, but without getting the shaming, because I know that a lot of women shame other women for for posing certain ways or do, wearing certain things, stuff like that. So how a is that what we're encouraging as well for them to to, to be proud of who they are and of course be able to use whatever they want to use. Um, but then again, there's the shaming side of things, and that's cyberbullying, and that's something I can't stand. That's a society thing. I think it's not even a woman on woman thing. That's a bigger conversation about where we see women and their sexuality placed. Mm. It's um, uh, and we do touch on a little bit of this in the documentary about um being um, able to celebrate your sexuality if you want to. Mm. Um, I think it's one of the many multifaceted things that that comes with being a woman and being presenting yourself in the world for sure. Now, 30 years ago, uh, an Australian music icon and Order of Australian medalist, Lindy Morrison, made a documentary that I guess really would have broken new ground, particularly 30 years ago. Uh, is this obviously been a, a big inspiration for you to take it that next step further? And she must have just been so strong uh, to, uh, to be able to put this message out there, probably during a time where it was at its peak. Yeah. yeah, we actually, um we didn't know that Lindy had made the documentary that she did 30 years ago. That was a real accident in how we stumbled upon it. I actually reached out to Lindy wanting to interview her for our film and she said, look, I'm not available, but did you know I did this work? I made a handbook and I made a film and you should really try and see it since, you know, you're quite interested in the topic. And we went looking anyway. I asked her in the end to send me a copy of the film and she did. And I think the moment that Michelle and I got to see what Lindy had done we really reflected on the fact that this conversation was important because if it was already being discussed that long ago and, and it was so similar and here we are today still with the same issues, the same topics, the same barriers, then like the work, it, it gave more meaning to what we were doing. Uh, and me wanting to edit part of Lindy's film into our film was also, I guess, my homage to her, her work and the fact that there were pioneers and there were trailblazers in this in this space that had to do it so much harder than any of us in this generation will ever feel. Mm, mm. And of course you did so many interviews, uh, with so many different women, uh, in, in the industry. What was the biggest surprise? Uh, and I'll ask this, I'll address this question to you both. The biggest surprise, uh, that came out uh, of all of that, uh, was it something you didn't know about someone or a revelation of maybe an experience they'd had in the industry, uh, with men, um, that was just shocking? I think it was for for me anyway, and I think Michelle shares this. And we we were starting to see that the stories that were being told to us were reflective of our of our own experiences. We're not musicians; we're artists, and and within that, we then started to explore. Well, this has also happened to my mum and my auntie and my cousin and the woman that I know next door. And what we're actually dealing with here is a universal story of you know a woman's experience through the world. And I think. Again, that that depth of uncovering that, that this wasn't just about championing, you know, one music artist. It mm. was about a collective voice. That's what really gave us a lot of drive to keep going with it. Mm. Yeah, I think the main thing is that it probably wasn't shocking at all. So uh, it was that... that um, 
the collective feeling of this is actually all of our experiences. And then, you know, friends that have ours that have seen the documentary that don't have anything to do with the music industry were saying, this is exactly the same in my industry. This is my experience. I feel these sort of things daily. So I definitely think women that are from any kind of walk of life that see the film, it'll definitely resonate them with them, especially when you're talking about, you know, the experience of trying to raise a family and have a career and ageism and all, all kinds of issues. And then there's, um, issues with different uh, races within Australia. And so the, the documentary really touches on what, what is the female experience um, living in Australia, essentially. A question. Uh, the, I watched the trailer um, for yeah. it, as I mentioned before, and I saw an interview there with Tina Arena uh, mm-hmm. where she talked about motherhood. So, yeah. um, of course, this can be another cross to bear for, for women in the industry. Obviously, this societal mm-hmm. expectation uh, that they will have children at some point, which puts, a, obviously, a stop on their career um, mm-hmm. at whatever point it might be at. How can we seriously live in a modern world when this is, this is, this is a situation that might turn mm-hmm. women off getting into music and pursuing their career? Yeah, the, I mean, the biggest difficulty, I think, is the fact that it make, it's so difficult for touring. Um, and, and a lot of the women speak about that in the documentary. Is that it's really tricky to actually navigate what the, what a touring um, schedule would look like, you know, having a, few, a child or a few children in tow. And there's a few people that have managed to successfully do that. Um, but it does make it really tricky. So you need to have a few things that are lined up in place it's like really great family support or you know a husband that doesn't work um, all the time so maybe he can take up some of the responsibility there but um, obviously it's a, a larger conversation about how we can better support women as a community to, to make that possible and even things like making things uh, making uh, venues more accessible for mothers and children because at the moment you know some venues you just wouldn't take children into at all. Mm, so, mm. Um, you know, maybe having better childcare facilities or just things like that. But at the moment, that's a virtual impossibility, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, it still is. really tricky. Yeah. yeah, it is It is tricky to navigate. Um, but again, I think, you know, you talk about the boys' club as well in this, um, which is which is very upsetting that that still does exist uh, in, in so many industries. I know in the music industry, it's still very uh, prominent as well. Uh, I know that that sort of, um, uh, that, that, that is changing um, slowly but surely, which is great news. Um, yep. So, so yeah, we need to see more of that. Um, and yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So when I was watching this documentary, and not to get too dark, but it, I remembered a story um, about a really good uh, female friend of mine, and she was working for a label at the time. And I won't say the label, I won't say the band, but it's this. This only happened two years ago, um, so oh, wow. I, I want to know how far we've come. So basically, mm-hmm. uh, the label took the band out for dinner um, in Sydney, and they uh, they're all there, they're drinking and they're exchanging stories, and the band are talking about being on the road and you know the stories of hooking up with girls and famous people and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, one of the band members uh, went across to uh, the uh, her boss, uh, my friend's boss, um, and was basically, you know, like, oh, I really like her. What's her What's her deal, kind of thing. And her boss actually told her, and this makes me furious. Her boss actually, boss actually said, "Hey, um, he really likes you. Um, we really want to keep these guys happy and on the label. Um, what do you think?" Wow. And. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like yeah. she told me and she kind of laughed it off and said, you know, nothing happened or anything like that. But yeah. I thought like what kind of boss would not get hauled in front of HR, sacked or yeah. even more for literally trying to influence yeah. an employee to go and sleep with an artist just to keep yeah. them happy? And I bet you this happens in lots of different businesses as well. And it's shocking. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Have you ever heard yeah. of stuff like that happening? 
Yeah, I think we've all heard those stories and what your friend's reaction is a really common one in terms of just laughing it off. And um, I guess it, that's what you kind of need to do to keep your job sometimes. So mm. I still the powers that be at um, certain uh, companies, are, you know, there's still, it still is the boys club, that's still, those things still do go on, but it is getting better. So there is greater representation every year and, and you are hearing those stories less and less, which is really great. So I do think like actually speaking out about that stuff is really helpful and um, hopefully that does start not to be the case really soon because obviously that's completely unacceptable and no woman mm. really needs to go through that at work. Yeah, well, absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I, I, as, you, as you said, I mean, I'm sure there's lots more stories like that that need to come to the surface. These people need to be called out um, for uh, for this kind of inappropriate, disgusting behaviour. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, we can all do our part, I reckon would be fair to say, uh, Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I guess women can be... Um, telling their stories and the one the good thing about this is you've got nearly 50 women in this documentary that are all speaking about a shared experience but it's um the responsibility of the whole community really and society at large and, and we all need to step up and do our piece so yeah all right so let's get let's let's uh let's tell people where they can catch this amazing documentary her sound her story.com is the yeah. website have i got that right that's correct. So as of Friday, we're launching online and you can uh, jump on there and the video and demand the link and uh, you can watch it. You've done such an amazing job. Claudia Sanjiori Dalmore, I hope I said it better then, and Michelle Grace Hunter, <laughs> they've produced this wonderful documentary celebrating women in music, but more so than that, celebrating women in society. I want to thank you so much for coming on, for your time and all the best uh, with all your future projects. Thank you so much for having us.